What's up, world? Welcome to the Melanin Money Show, the official destination for personal finance, entrepreneurship, and wealth building for melanin millionaires. We will teach you the tools, the tips, the tactics, the hacks, and strategies you need to learn to become financially free so that you can be the wealth starter and legacy lever for your family. And I'm your host, George Action Palm, accompanied by co-host Jacqueline Shattuck and Carter Cofield. If you're ready to begin your journey to become a melanin millionaire, tune in, take notes, and let's go. go. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. As you can see, it's a slightly different setup today. Uh, we drop episodes every single week, and I realized since my two co-hosts were traveling, and we couldn't do our typical style of recording. I had to figure something out. So I came to the office, and lo and behold, I found my guy, Javin. What's so going on, baby? Appreciate so you decided to get a, get a yeah. podcast. Oh, my fault. What, what you doing, man? My bad. My bad. And if people get on camera, they get camera shot. They forget how to do the handshake. Nah, but anyway. Nah, nah. Um, so Jacqueline, t- I'm taking over for you. <laughs> so today, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the wealth triangle. You know, So obviously, you guys know uh, my bread and butter, teaching people how to build wealth, how to invest, et cetera. But I like to look at it more abstractly. Right. And so the wealth triangle, especially for entrepreneurs, really paints the picture for how to build wealth as entrepreneurs. I'm going to just break it down conceptually. You can just chime in. Let me know what you think Mm -hmm. as as an entrepreneur, if you kind of agree with the philosophy. Right. So the wealth triangle is basically a methodology and a process for building wealth as an entrepreneur. So the way I like to think about it is the first thing you need to do is you got to invest in yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You got to create a high income skill set. So you your you know. You're, you're on a real estate firm, right? So you're high Daniel's real estate group, simple club. Daniel's real yeah, estate group. Yeah. You want to sponsor the podcast, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> sure, sure, pay, pay us some money. Yeah. But um, so you own a real estate firm, right? So obviously, you know, investing in the stock market is cool. It's important. But even me as someone whose bread and butter is advising people on investing money in the markets, above that, I advise people on creating a high income skill set mm-hmm. because ultimately, you know, if you're only making fifty dollars, you can't. It ain't gonna do nothing in the stock market, right? You yeah. you have to develop a high income skill set. It's gonna give you the surplus in cash flow to be able to invest in other things. So, like, tell us about how investing in yourself has been like a catalyst for you building wealth. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I think the first thing that I did was right learn about real estate. Right. Um, that was the first thing that I did to invest in myself. Then also invested in um, a company, invested in branding. Um, and it was just one of those things that until I really focused on solely real estate, I was doing a whole bunch of things. You know, as mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, we have a lot of a hand in different baskets. Right. But when I finally solely focused on real estate, maybe two, two and a half, three years ago, mm-hmm. um, I really just took off. Right. Yeah. Um, I did have opportunities to invest in, in stocks and other things. But it was like until I'm at a point where I'm self-sufficient or I don't have to really go into work, clock in, work with clients and things of that nature, everything that I get, I need to put back into the business. Right. Whether it's marketing systems, operational, you right. know, an assistant, um, somebody to film, you know, marketing content for me, whatever it is, I'm just continuing to do that. And it is scaling my business, you know, every step of the way. So I definitely think that you got to stay in one lane. Right, right. So because yeah. the misconception is that people say seven streams of income, right? And so it's like, it's not seven different jobs, though, yeah, right? Exactly. It's it's investing into the main thing first, mm-hmm. and then taking the surplus capital from that, mm-hmm. and then ultimately taking that money and being able to invest in other things passively. Exactly. People get it wrong. It's like I'm being a real estate agent. I'm gonna do hair. I'm yeah, gonna sell yeah. bean pot. Like, nah, you can't do seven different things. Nah, for sure. You yeah. need to get one thing right and then take the ca- excess capital yeah. 
if it's truly passive and invest in other things, right? And so mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing I want people to take away is it's important to have a high income skill set, even in the digital era where everybody's like, oh, I want to make money online. Like, that's cool. But you want to have a skill set that you can pick up the phone because of who you are and the value you bring. You can make money, especially in a recession. Like you never how you make money at certain times. It might not always last. Right. Mm-hmm. You got to be agile and have skill sets. So no matter what the market is, you can make money. You know that firsthand. Right. Yeah. It's like it, it, it ain't going to be easy for everybody. And so, like, we're, we're moving into an era where, like, it's going to shake out the, the, the entrepreneurs who just we're able to kind of ride away. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? For sure. It's people, people ain't, they, in the words of Nipsey Hussle, shout out Nipsey Hussle, RIP, um, we're going to see who's swimming naked when the tide comes in. Mm-hmm. You know, so like with entrepreneurship, the reason why you have to invest in yourself so intently is because the sharper your skills, the better you are, you become at something, you can command a certain dollar amount for whatever you do. Like if I do a speaking engagement, I know if all of my businesses go to crap, I can I can still step on a stage and make some you know, like a few thousand dollars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, I definitely. can do a brand deal because I built a brand. So it's like making sure you have ways to invest in yourself that are always going to bring you money. So that's the number one part of the wealth triangle is you making you money, mm-hmm. right? Investing in high high, uh, high income skill sets to where you can always make money. And you do a great job with the brand, bro. I just want to you know congratulate you. That, yeah, not for sure. I want to congratulate you. And as far as you know, I've seen you. I've seen you grow. With the brand and it's it's always been mailing in money. It's always been financial literacy. Right. And I think you just you do it well. And then you have different income level streams of income just through off of legacy, you know, financial literacy right. and, and mailing in money. So, you know, I definitely think you're doing it well. Now, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And so that kind of goes to my next point. So I'll, I'll give an analogy so that it helps you guys understand how I'm doing this in real time. Right. So my, my high income skill set was being a financial advisor. Right. Knowing how to manage people's money in the stock market, building financial plans, and people coming to me as a consultant because they know I can help them get from A to A to Z, right? That was my high income skill set. It is my high income skill set. So with that, what I did to build something scalable was by creating the Melanin Millionaires Club. So you go from a high income skill set, right, where you make you money to transitioning into a business where people or systems can make you money, mm-hmm. right? So a simpler analogy might be if I'm a celebrity barber, even if I'm charging $100 a head, it's still only so many hours in a day, right? right? Uh-huh. Still only so many houses Javin can sell by himself, right? Mm-hmm. So that, so once you create a high income skill set, the next thing to, to do is create a scalable business where people or systems and or systems make you money, right? So you go from being the barber to owning the barber shop. You go from being a real estate agent to owning a real estate brokerage, mm-hmm. right? And so you also own a real estate brokerage, right? Mm-hmm. So tell us about the logic there and how you're scaling through people, right? Because again, yeah. there's only so many houses Javin can sell in a day, yeah, right? No, so tell us a little sure. bit about that because I want people to see in real time, like the evolution. So I'll talk a little bit about mine after you, like how you transition from just being a real estate agent to yeah. now having other advisors or agents rather that work. Yeah, no, for sure. So, you know, the first thing I would say is if you haven't read the book, Cash Flow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki, gotta you definitely got to read that book. It talks about being in... Employee, then going to self-employed, which, you know, I, as a just a regular realtor, I was self-employed. Then it tells you about going to be at a business owner, mm-hmm. system, scalable, you know, people. And right. then it's also then the last one is being an investor. Right. So where you mm-hmm. invest in is just straight passive income. Right. So uh, for me, I read that book maybe like five, six years ago. And I'm like, mm-hmm. OK, damn, I'm this self-employed. Every time I go on vacation, I always got to have my computer and my phone and all this type of right. stuff, answering phone calls. Right. Um, and so like, I need to get to this business side to be a business owner. Started the, you know, Daniels real estate group two mm-hmm. years ago. Um, and we're able to bring in some very prominent, some dominant um, agents. 
with me, right? So where now I get a percentage of whatever they do, I still have to be mentoring and give them systems and things of that nature mm-hmm. um, and just be, you know, that broker in charge. But at the same time, even when they are, if I haven't talked to them for a week, a month or something like that, they're still making money, you know, doing closes and stuff where I get a percentage of it. So mm-hmm. now I'm able to kind of really focus now just on the marketing. How can we continue to expand, grow Daniel's Real Estate Group, some development I'm doing. Um, I was able to free up some of my time to, you know, work on this 14 townhome property right. uh, that I'm selling. So I definitely think it's very advantageous if you are able to get people and systems to be able to help you expand your reach. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So so he he demonstrated how he is doing it through people, right? And naturally there's systems that support that. So him and I, like he said, he's seen my growth, I've seen his growth, right? So I remember, you know, just talking to Javin about like systems and processes and technology and just to see it was it was you. It was really you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and to see the evolution is, is dope, right? And mm-hmm. so like, you know, so for me, the way I've I've done it both ways, right? Obviously I have my firm, I have other advisors who work underneath me. So I to your point can travel and I have to have my laptop open all the time. Mm-hmm. But through the Melanin Millionaires Club, I created a system, right? Being able to serve people at scale. So like mm-hmm. we have thousands of members now. Like I launched it as Pocket Advisor in January 2021. Uh, rebranded to the Melanin Millionaires Club so I can have it all in one ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And so now I have a membership model, right? Where just like Netflix, where you, you know, you charge seven, fourteen, which Netflix done gone up, like $20 a month. Our membership is actually $49 a month, but it's so valuable because if people were to hire me as an advisor, right? Mm-hmm. It's gonna cost them, it's not gonna be cheap. Let's just say yeah. that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so now we have a platform where you can learn, be educated about personal finance, entrepreneurship, um, and wealth building. But I'm able to do that at scale, right? People can sign up for that subscription. Right? I can guarantee you, I, I'll bet money that while we're on this podcast, somebody's signing up, yeah, right? Yeah. And so that's scalability because it's a system. If someone has to DM me for pricing or like can't find a link or can't swipe their car without talking to me, it's a strong chance I can't build something that's scalable, mm-hmm. right? If someone has to talk to Javin every time they want to sell a house, he can't build a scalable real estate brokerage, right? Mm-hmm. So once you get to a point where you have a high income skill set, that's when you can transition into building something that's scalable. But the key is... It's like you really want to make sure that you still have the skill set because what happens if all your agents leave, mm-hmm. right? You want to make sure I, at the end of the day, if every advisor left from Capital Wise, I can still do them. I can still do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't have to be the only guy right now, but if everybody left, I know how to do it. I, I'd be hurting because I'm so used to like having yeah. a system and people and and, and I actually and I, not to cut you off, but I learned that from my first broker. Um, first broker firm I was with, I was yeah. the I was the man. I was making all the money, and then I left to go on to another thing and she hadn't done deals in six, seven months, you know, with real estate, you got to keep that momentum. Right. So, you know, we we talk now. Yeah. Yeah. We talk now and it's just like, Hey, I was hurting that, you know, a year (laughs) and a half after you left just because you was doing all the, you know, making all the money. So I definitely say you got to keep your tools sharp. Mm -hmm. I still sell real estate. You know, I still, I, I may, I may be leading still in the lead in, in at the firm. You know, I still may have the most sales right now, you know, not to brag, but um you but you still want to always continue to Absolutely. do that, right? You know, and then if I'm not even in the field, I can't since I'm leading really people, exactly. you know, I need to know what's going on. I gotta have that experience. If they come to me right. with a situation, I gotta at least be able to like, oh yeah. Right. Or or have a them. long enough track record to where you prove it, right? Because obviously yeah. there's coaches like in the NBA, right? But the coaches who get more credit are the ones who did it. Like yeah. the guy uh-huh. who like how are you a coach, right? Yeah. It's kind of hard to build that morale. But like, if you have a proven, you, either you're in the field or you have a proven track record of being in the field, right? That's what gives you the this this premise to be able to build this scalable business, right? Yeah. What's up, guys? Have you ever been just like chilling on the couch and trying to find something to watch on Netflix, and you're browsing, you're scrolling, and you just can't seem to find anything that you either one haven't already watched or just doesn't seem that interesting? 
Well, I have the solution for you because if you're listening to the Melanin Money Show, then I know that you care about taking your financial life to the next level. And that's exactly why we created Financial Flicks. So instead of Netflix and chill, you can Financial Flicks and chill and you can find on-demand videos across personal finance, wealth building and entrepreneurship. And right now you can test drive Financial Flicks for just a dollar by clicking the link in the show notes. Go to melaninmoney.com forward slash financial flicks and check out all of the on-demand videos we have plus all the other features that you'll get access to by joining today and so that's phase two of the wealth triangle is where people and or systems make you money because that's the only way to build something scalable mm-hmm. and so the, the logic here is on the first leg of the wealth triangle right you take the excess money because javin did did this really well he spent a lot of money these days but when i first <laughs> when i first met him right like he lived very very humble lifestyle right because it's just like you know what i'm saying I don't have, I think you got a scholarship to play ball. Mm-hmm. So, right. So they didn't have student loan debt. Car payment was very modest. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, because he was a full-time entrepreneur, it's like, hey, look, I know there's ebbs and flows. You know what I'm saying? Like, there could be months where it rains and it could be months where it's a little, you know, yeah, 100%. Um, a little, it's a drought. And so, you know, the, the key is with your high income skill set is you want to keep your highs low and your lows high. high. Right. What I mean by that is, let's just say, you know, you make, $15,000 a month in your business, right? One month. But your expenses maybe might be three or $4,000 a month, right? You want to keep spending that three or $4,000. You don't want to run up a bag just because you made 15 grand that month, right? Because mm-hmm. the next month you might make $15. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you're in a service-based business, like in his business, like, you know, there could be lending issues. Things could get held up in under, right? Like it could be a lot of variables that hold up your money. You might've already been counting on it, thinking it's going to happen. Or the, the, the pipeline might just drive or somebody might yeah. decide they don't want the house anymore, and so if you had $15,000 that you made one month, but you only spent 3000 guess what? You still have cash flow to float you in months where there's a drought, yeah. right? So the reason why that's beneficial is it's also going to take money to invest, to build something scalable, right? It's one thing if Javin's the only person that got to make the money, right? He can probably do just enough to make ends meet. But when you have to create an infrastructure for a team, you got to buy technology, you got to bring people in to train. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that people don't see when they build a scalable business. They want to count the pockets of the CEO, not realizing there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes. I don't even realize it's happening to make this happen. And so as a CEO and as a person who's developing a high income skill set, you got to keep money in the bank to be able to hire, invest in people, invest in systems. Cause if yeah. not, you're never going to get to the scale. Of the yeah, business, no, right? for sure. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I definitely made some good money and, and I see myself and I still have to be like, dang, OK, I got to make sure I keep some money in the business for, you know, anything that may happen, right. um, you know, paying people now and all that type of stuff. So, yeah, I've seen myself make forty, fifty thousand dollars and then I'm still only pay myself five. So, you know, what I'm saying to say just so you have to make sure that right. you keep that money in. I want to take it and splurge a little bit. Right. But right. I know it's just that discipline that, you know, you just showed me as well that you just got to keep that money in reserves. Absolutely. Um, and something always happens where I need this. Murphy's, Murphy's law. <laughs> if it can't happen, it, it will, will happen. happen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so that gives you the resources to be able to build something scalable. Mm-hmm. Which, so this brings us to the last leg of the wealth triangle, right? Where money makes you money. And this is the one everybody gets excited about, right? Mm-hmm. Investing in the stock market, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Passive income. And I love the stock market. Y'all know, I'll show you a screenshot in a heartbeat. There's nothing more passive. <laughs> There's nothing more passive than investing in the stock market, right? But the caveat is, and, it, and my personal finance experts probably aren't going to like me saying this, but like, yes, start where you are, do what you can, use what you have. If you got $10, $20, cool, I get it. But I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you something they're not going to tell you. That's not going to move the needle for you, right? Mm-hmm. You invest in $10 a month, like, don't believe the hype. Like, 
it's not going to move the needle for you. Yeah. What's going to move the needle for you is creating that high income skill set, investing money into a scalable business, and ultimately having enough money to where if you get that 1%, 2%, 4% gain in the market, it's going to mean something, mm-hmm. right? I can, I don't have to play options or do anything fancy with my investments in the stock market because I own enough shares. So like the only way it makes sense is if you have enough extra cash flow, right? That you don't need that can, that can work for you. Because if you're trying to chase money, right? If you're like, Oh, I need to flip this stock or I got to like, I'm telling you the fast. Here's, here's, here's a bar for you. The shorter the period of time that you need the money, the harder it will be to make what you need. Yeah. Right. If you don't need it, it just seems to be so much easier. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's esoteric. I don't know if it's philosophical. Nah, I don't know if it's, but when you need it, it just seems so elusive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But when you don't need it, like it's almost like deal making. The person who ha- has the most leverage in the deal is the one who doesn't need the deal. Mm-hmm. If you can legitimately afford to walk away from the deal, then you're probably going to get the best terms in the deal. Yeah. 100%. Right. So it's the same thing in investing. If you need them, like, yo, I got to flip this this week, you're not, it's not going to happen. You know, you're probably, probably going to lose money. You never want to do anything out of desperation anyways, right? right. You know, you definitely right. don't want to feel forced or pressured to do anything. Right. It has to feel right. It has to, you know, just you just got to vibe. It has to right. be a vibe. Yeah. Never cut a tree down in the wintertime. Yeah. Right? No. That's, that's one of my favorite <laughs> quotes. Right? with these philosophies. <laughs> never cut a tree down in the wintertime, right? Like, if you look at a tree in the wintertime, all the leaves are off, it's brittle. It's yeah. like, that's a terrible looking tree. Yeah. What if you must? See what happens when it's when it's time for it to bloom, right? Yeah. So you don't want to make decisions out of desperation. But not to go off on a tangent, the third leg of the wealth triangle is money making you money, mm-hmm. right? So you take the money that you've invested into the scalable business, and now you've scaled that, and you have these extra resources. They say, you know what? My business is now an asset. That's the whole objective here. Right. When you build a scalable business, you now turn into an asset. Right, right. Right. Because you don't have to be there for it to operate. Right. And if you can't build a, a you, you should build your business as if you want to sell. Even if you don't want to sell it, mm-hmm. you should build it as if it could be sold. Is it productized? Right. Is it tangible? Like, is it something that anybody can step in and operate? Because if not, yeah. It's not a, is it really? You're self, you're self-employed, right? Yeah, you're self-employed. At, at, the, at the end of the day, right? Yeah, and so it's that. like, you want to turn your business into, so first you want to become an asset. Mm-hmm. You see where I'm going with this, right? Oh, yeah. I, I hit y'all with that. Yeah. You know how Dave Chappelle bring, brings it full circle. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? So you become a man an asset who first. falls, who sleeps on the floor, can't fall out of bed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, what that's do to anything? <laughs> that's true. Um, but you become the asset first. Yeah. Right? We say assets do what? They appreciate, mm-hmm. right? So what you appreciate appreciates. If you appreciate yourself enough to invest in yourself, become better, go to conferences. Like we went to, what was it? Uh, Grand Cardone, Grand Cardone 2019, yeah. Miami, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In Miami, right? Like, like invest in yourself because what you appreciate appreciates. And mm-hmm. if we say assets appreciate, you got to appreciate yourself enough to become your first asset. Yeah. Then you invest in a business, right? With people or systems and you turn your business into an asset, mm-hmm. right? Then you invest in high return assets where your money makes you money, mm-hmm. right? But the key is having enough surplus to where it doesn't, you don't, because if, if you have to like manage the investments, then it's just, you create another job for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like real estate is not a big part of my portfolio right now, but because when I do real estate, like I want to be able to just stroke the check. I'm not the flipper guy. I'm not the guy that's going to be super hands on. I do want to know what's happening right with mm-hmm. my money, but I want to be able to, Having to have the resource specifically for that asset to where it's like I can get 10 doors at a time and boom. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I got the team, everything's in place because I want it to be truly. I know where I'm at, right? I want it to be truly passive. I don't mm-hmm. want another job for myself. Yeah. Right. And so you want to invest in ways where your money truly can make you money, right? I can log into my investment account. I'll be transparent like this week. 
this week my investment account made like forty five thousand yeah. dollars. I did nothing yeah. to make that money. Only five dollars. Sure, you know, I got right. you. Know what I'm saying, fact, you owe me some money now. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I'm, I'm even. We even. Even. Okay. Even. All right, that's a bet. But yeah, so it's like, but that's truly passive. You know what I mean? And so it's just like, but even in that, even though I'm in the third phase, quote unquote, money making me money. Me and my wife are still a one car household. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to get a second car because I got a legend. Shout out to Legend. You know yeah. Man. Nephew. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I do. So we do need a bigger car. But like, you just have to like, you have to care more about peace of mind and freedom and legacy than you care about flexing. Mm-hmm. Could I do, could I, you know, get whatever car I want? Sure. Yeah, you, could you know what I'm saying? But it's just like, I don't need it. So I'm not pressed for it. Yeah. And that gives me, that gave me an extra, I think, over the time. I put my car payment was like $600 plus insurance. Times that by 7%. That's $94,000 more than I made just by not having the BMW during yeah. that time period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just like, you got to be able to make those kind of decisions. I'm not saying you got to live humbly. I travel. I enjoy my, I mean, last year I did more traveling than I did in a long time. But you got to be able to make sure that what you're willing to make whatever sacrifice you have to, to get the ideal life that you want to get, yeah. right? And so... When you do that, it gives you enough resources to invest in assets where money can make you money, high return assets where money makes you money. Now, this could be cash flow producing real estate. It could be mm-hmm. investing in the stock market. It could be um, investing in a business that you own yeah. but do not run. You know what I'm saying? Trucking company. Trucking company. Vending machines. Vending machines. You know, digital marketing. I mean, there's just so many things that you can do. Right. Uh, investing in family members, people, you know, you never know, but there's definitely a lot of more things that you can do once you have that flexibility and that, that income. Absolutely. For sure. What's going on, guys? George Pong here, and I am the founder of Melanin Money, the number one brand for wealth builders of color. You know, I look at wealth building like a sport. In every sport, you got to have a uniform. And so what is the official uniform for wealth builders of color? That's where Melanin Money comes in. So if you go to MelaninMoney.com and use code MELANIN15, you'll get 15% off your order of the entire store. And I think you're going to absolutely love our latest additions, right? It's literally a um, productized emotion of what it feels like to build black wealth, right? But you get to wear it. Um, You get to share the world, like your hard work that you're doing on this journey of building wealth. And we can't wait for you to join Team Black Wealth by shopping MelaninMoney.com. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have a personal financial advisor that you could ask questions to to help you navigate, you know, spending decisions, help you, you know, figure out investments that make sense for you to help you achieve financial success? Well, you no longer have to wonder that because we created that inside the Melanin Millionaires Club with our flagship feature, Pocket Advisor. With Pocket Advisor, it's just like it sounds. You have an advisor right in your pocket where you can ask a real expert, real questions in real time to help you navigate your journey towards financial success. So if you want to learn more about that, click the link in the show notes, go to melaninmoney.com forward slash pocket advisor to learn how you can get an advisor in your pocket for less than $2 a day. And so as we kind of like, you know, do a little recap here, I know this was a quicker episode, but I think we got a lot of value, you know, in a, in a, in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. But I just want to kind of do a recap here, right? Because, you know, our podcast is always tactical. We always want to give you all some homework, something that you can take away and actually implement. Right. And one thing before, I, before we go, use other people's money. OPM. Yeah. Other people's money. If you made the money, you leverage that money to keep it in the bank and use somebody else. As long as you can prove that you have that money, then you can use somebody else's money to do anything that you want to do. So I say that should be oh, yeah. in there as well. 
hundred percent. Always like even even in investing in high return assets. I did a class on this, I think, last week, mm-hmm. and they ate it up because it was like let like our our culture and our society has been taught about debt, but not about leverage. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. So we talk about debt, like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm afraid of the credit card debt, boom, boom, boom. But like we're talking about leverage. And leverage is when you have identified an investment where the return is going to be greater than the interest owed on the money borrowed. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's how you know if it makes sense to borrow the money or not. If I borrow $100 and I can and I can use that 100 to make 500 and the cost of capital is to say another, another 100. So I'm netting out, let's call it 300 bucks. Right. Then that's a good deal. But you have to evaluate and approach it that way. So, for example, to my business owners, don't give business credit or borrow money to float your business. If you've identified how you can grow your business. Oh, I'm going to invest in marketing. I'm doing paid ads. It's going to bring me in 10 times more leads. And for every lead that comes in, I got a 10 percent close ratio. Right. If you've quantified what you're going to use the money for. Great. Yeah. Get do the leverage. But if you're using the leverage because like I'm trying to make pay, meet payroll, like yeah, yeah. now keep keep in mind you got to do what you got to do, right? We could do a whole episode on like you know uh, growing pains. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it's just what it, what, yeah. it, what it looks like. But it be times like that too. So. Yeah. So I'm not saying like you don't have seasons of where you got to figure it out. I've had that season. He's had that season. And there might be. And then as I'm you still grow, in that season, don't count my pockets. <laughs> and as you grow, it looks different, right? Because it's like for, at one point, growing pains is. How can I feed me? Then yeah. another point, growing pains is, oh, I got a payroll that mm-hmm. I got to meet, right? Mm-hmm. Another, so it doesn't mean, it's just as you get bigger and as you grow, you're still going to have growing pain. That's what I call it, growing pains, right? Yeah. So I'm not saying that borrowing money to keep your business afloat is bad. I'm just saying, ideally, you want to be able to quantify how you're going to make a return exactly. on the money, bar, even if it is hiring, right? If you know, okay, if I free up my time to be able to hire this person, no, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I told you, I remember you tell, you were asking me about hiring like your first person for officially, right? Mm-hmm. And I had hired Samantha when the people were late, like full time. She's already working with me part time. Mm-hmm. I hired her at the top of the pandemic, right? Which nobody knew. Like, yeah, was, well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I took on, you know, another full time person at the top of the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? And by the grace of God, my business like tripled, but it was because of the capacity that I had. As a result of having her full time on the team, yeah. My first agent, she was my before she was my first agent. She was actually my assistant, and I, I needed her. And my business grew for I was able to bring her on full time, and then she was able to you know finesse the agency. And as she booming, and we, you know she's not my assistant anymore. Shout out to her because she making all the sales. But uh, Loretta, but um, shout out to Loretta. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, definitely. I think investing in people for sure can help you scale your business to where it does make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so we're talking about leverage, right? You what you brought up leverage. I was, I was going to do a recap. Oh yeah. Um, the recap. Cool, yeah, cool. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so number one, investing in yourself, right? Like developing a high income skill set. So number one thing I want you to take away from this podcast is do I already have a high income skill set? Do I have something that I can pick up the phone at any given time? If I had to not a website, not digital market, like people will pay me for this skill, mm-hmm. right? If you had to, if all your agents left, you can go out and sell your own houses. Yeah, for sure. Right. So, like, what is that skill set that you have or that you intend to develop that will you will continue to pour into to become the best in class in your lane? Mm-hmm. It's almost like when you say Kleenex, you're talking about tissue, right? But Kleenex has built such a strong brand that people associate it with all of tissue. Mm-hmm. So you want to be that authority in your lane, in your marketplace. Someone says real estate in North Carolina. They they they, t- they say jazz. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when someone yeah, says yeah. personal finance or wealth building, you want them to think George. You know yeah, what I'm saying? George, so it's yeah. like the only way you do that though is becoming a person of value. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. right? It's not just selling houses. It's not just being a great advi- advisor. It's what I'm doing right now, right? It's like you put out this valuable content and it's like, okay, you become a household name mm-hmm. because of brand recognition. And don't be afraid to give it away for free. But we can keep going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We ain't going to keep going. And, on, but now yeah. I'm, I'm going to say something to that real quick. Yeah. If you're afraid to give it away for free, that means you don't know enough. Exactly. Right, I can give away game all day long because I'm immersed in being the best at what I do. Mm-hmm. You follow what I'm saying? No, so like, don't be afraid to give it away. Yeah. But become the best version of yourself. And here's a growth hack. Give away as much as possible because then you're forced to learn more. Yeah. Right? You're forced to go back and get more information. 100%. So that's a, that's a growth hack. You want to become better, put yourself on the... I, I drop podcasts every single Wednesday, which is why we have the setup right now. Because I was like, shoot, co-host ain't here. Got to figure it out. But we're going to get it done. This is going to drop a few days from now. Right. But I have to always be immersed in new information so I can give it back to y'all, which makes me best in class. Right. The next thing is, if you want to build a scalable business, ask yourself, is my existing high income skill set the thing that I want or will be able to build a scalable business in? Because then that can help you understand, are you going down the road with the right high income skill set? Right. If you can't see the evolution to where this could turn into X, Y and Z, then maybe you might want to pick up a different skill. So, for example, running paid ads for people for their business is a skill set that will always be in demand, mm-hmm. right? So you might be an individual that does it, but then can you turn that into an agency? You have other people do it, right? So just ask yourself, from what I'm doing now, can I see a path to people or systems being able to run this thing so that I can own this as an asset? Mm-hmm. Because there's a difference between equity and compensation, right? Equity is ownership. So if I don't work in my business a day, if I stop being an advisor today, because I have ownership in it, at the end of the year, when we look at the profit, I'm entitled to my ownership stake relative to the growth of the business, right? Mm-hmm. Compensation is what you get for the role that you fulfill. So I'm a CEO and the CEO has a job title, right? But it, even if I do a bad job of being CEO, now granted, I'm not a bad CEO, but like I still own the company. You follow what I'm saying? And so equity means I get an equity stake of the company. Compensation means I get a paycheck. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying one is better than the other. Well, equity is better. But what I am saying is at the end of the day, you want to build towards equity to become an owner and, and, and start to mitigate the compensation. Also from a tax perspective, that's how the rich stay rich. Mm-hmm. Because if I have equity, I can pay myself a dollar salary, right? And then I can either take a distribution from the company, which is going to be taxed lower. Or if I'm really fancy, I can, I can get my business valued and borrow against the value of my own business asset and loans are not taxed as income. That's mm-hmm. a bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> loans are taxes income. Yeah. So if you borrow the money as leverage and know that you're going to make more money back on it, and on top of that, you can write the interest off of the loan that you borrow. Talk to me, man. You can just you know show me some stuff. Yeah. So turn your business into an asset, right? Because there's a lot of powerful things you can do when you do that. And ask yourself, am I building something with my high income skill set that can be turned into an asset? Mm-hmm. And the last but not least, um, identify the high return assets that you want to invest in that are truly passive, right? Javin mentioned a lot. He threw out a lot. Uh, trucking, vending. What yeah. else did you throw out? Um, we, we said real estate. We said real estate, yeah. Um, stock market. Stock market. You know market. what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a, it's a so, lot of you know, so pick a path, right? Like you don't have to do everything, but you have to do something, mm-hmm. right? The problem is there's so many options that people get confused. Like, oh, should I do Turo? Should I do Airbnb? Just yeah. pick something, mm-hmm. right? Just pick something. Like, for example, I'm not the biggest fan of Dave Ramsey's teaching style when it comes to debt specifically, right? Because he makes people fearful of debt. I feel like he teaches people how to play not to lose and not play to win. Mm -hmm. And there's a distinct difference, right? Playing not to lose is saving you from yourself. It's like 
I don't trust you to win at the highest level. So I'm just going to prevent you from making any mistakes. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you don't have no consumer debt, if you don't borrow, have your house paid off. Yeah. It's pretty hard to like, you know, lose. Right. Yeah. But I want to play to win. I want the biggest. Not as well. Us YouTube. I can't cuss. But I want the biggest building. I guess you can, but you got to like do some setting or something. Okay. But I like, I want to build the biggest. I want to own it all. You know what I mean? And so you got to leverage. You got to you OPM. You got to like take risks to do that. Yeah. And so just make those risks strategic. So identify, you know, what assets you want to invest in is going to help you build your wealth empire. But I hope this podcast was helpful. Again, I call it the wealth triangle. It's the cornerstone of a lot of the things that I teach, because especially as an entrepreneur, if you adopt this philosophy, you'll understand that you are the first asset. Don't let people trick you out of your spot and you start spreading yourself too thin and like, oh, I got to everybody's talking about options trading i gotta invest in the stock market and i love the stock market but i'm telling you you you're you're your first asset Mm -hmm. right don't let nobody trick you out your spot but come to bag secure yourself baggage claim actually i'm gonna do a new shirt remember the money i'm gonna tell you about the top line yeah yeah but anyways thank y'all for tuning in if you love this episode uh please leave a five-star review also drop some feedback down in the comments if you're watching this on youtube see you next time You know, it said you should get a health checkup at least once a year. My question is, when's the last time you had a financial health checkup? My guess, it's probably been a while. And that's why we created the Wealth Health Score. Whether you're financially out of shape or financially elite, the Wealth Health Score is going to tell you exactly where you stand and what things you can do to get into the best financial health possible. So visit MyWealthHealthScore.com to get your score today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. If you like this episode, please do us a huge favor. Leave us a five-star review. And if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend because we're providing this valuable game so that you can level up as an aspiring Melanin Millionaire. Again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week.